0: Welcome back to the Later Day Podcast with your hosts, Brayden and Caden. This podcast is our answer to the everyday struggle of procrastinating our Come Follow Me studies.
1: Whether you start your readings Monday morning or are listening to us on your way to church, we are just happy you're here.
0: you'll notice I did a thing there in the beginning of the intro. Um, I did notice I had to hold back some laughter actually. Oh yeah (laughs) so we left out Keaton because Keaton's not actually here today with us as we record so in case you guys are holding out for Keaton he will not be here this week.
1: You'll be sadly disappointed if all Mm -hmm. you listen to this podcast for is Keaton. Um, His parents flew into town and he they blessed their baby in church today. Um, so congratulations on that, Keaton. If you listen to this episode, you better? Um, I think I think his parents listened too. So, hi guys.
0: Yeah. Once again, we'll do our best to hold up to his standard of quality and um, spirituality, or spiritual, in, like enlighten- insight. Yeah, in- enlightenment. Yeah, enlightenment. Enlightenment. Um, starting off to um, a great so this- start. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this title or this lesson title is I will prepare the way before you. Um, which is actually, I was talking about this um, verse uh, not too long ago. It was the one that says, commit thy path unto the Lord, commit thy way unto the Lord and he shall direct you something or other. Um, for one of my favorite verses, I'm pretty pathetic in remembering it. But first Nephi 17, 13 um, kind of has like an interesting parallel to it. It's the Lord talking to Nephi and his family, um, and and he says, And I will be your light in the wilderness, and I will prepare the way before you, if it so be that ye shall keep my commandments. Wherefore, inasmuch as ye shall keep my commandments, ye shall be led towards the promised land, and ye shall know that it is by me that ye are led. I feel like that's a, a pretty good co- um, parallel. Like, they coincide together nicely, where you do what God
0: asks he takes care of everything for you mhm it's easy led to the promised land and I will prepare the way before you like it it's exactly that like there's there's no reason in in trying to make a hard thing out of it because the lord deals with very simple things and we'll even go on later on in this uh chapter to learn like how simple things can bring about super great things and it actually all has to do with um the instrument the Lord provides Lehi's family to well with to get to the Promised Land and it's it's really cool and uh, I think Caden and I are going to go through a bunch of scriptures in today's episode just because uh, this uh, grouping of scriptures the 16 to 22 I'd say has like some of the better stories or better um, kind of shorter it's a, it's like a bunch of little shorter stories that are like great lessons um, in Nephi. Like, there's a lot that goes Mm -hmm. on, but each of them have, like, a same sort of um, beginning, middle, end to them. And, that like, if you you were to branch all of them out or, like, uh, put them all on the same graph, like, you'd be able to see, like, oh, like, they struggled here, they struggled here, they struggled here. This was the resolution, this was the resolution, this was the resolution. Like, it's a good activity. And I think it actually suggests to do that.
1: um, Right, and it really lays out, you know, you follow the way of the Lord, life is going good you get prideful, tie Nephi up to the mast of the ship, whatever, things get bad, you realize that things are bad because you're not obedient, you fix it, things get good again. It's the pride cycle, but very condensed, and it, it gives a good framework for the rest of the Book of Mormon, actually. Um, but it starts out by showing, um, yeah, it, it just tells you to think about the challenges that their family goes through in these chapters um because they do like first nephi breaks his bow ishmael dies he has to build a ship and his brothers are all mad um and they continue to be mad and challenging that whole time so yeah they are it, it is interesting that you say that braden you could like almost stretch them out like on a graph side by side and see things are going good conflict resolution conflict resolution and it really helps us understand um The benefit of obedience but then also it it does illustrate also um like the repentance factor of it too right as soon as they change their heart as soon as they notice and fix the error of their ways they're back on track right
0: and and to kind of finish along with that it it has that at the very end of the beginning uh, of like the intro statement here or the intro paragraph it says If you ever wonder why bad things happen to good people like Nephi and his family, you may find insights in these chapters, but perhaps more important, you will see what good people do when bad things happen. Um, For instance, like a pretty terrible thing happened earlier this morning um, to a fairly good person, right? Kobe Bryant uh, and his daughter passed away. And, um, And it's not just specific in like cases of death or anything or like when bad things happen but like and it's not even to say that like the lord's hand was in the death and like he was causing the death to happen or anything but it's to say that like even in those bad things we can still see the lord's hand kind of helping both parties um get over it or get through it sort of thing and um we we recognize that the most with one of the stories that happens to nephi a little later on in the chapter but we'll uh go ahead and start with um the first heading which is which is when I keep the commandments, God will help me face
1: challenges, which we kind of I feel like we've already covered, um, and I've skimmed this a little bit i I don't know if there's much more to add, right. okay, other than it does it does give a good framework for how to lay out um that kind of comparison chart Braden was talking about, so you have a table with the following headings, and then you just fill it in and you can write the results in a column and you can kind of see the resolution and how that all works. So if you're interested in doing that for these chapters, uh, I strongly recommend it. Um, Yeah. That's what we got for the first little nugget.
0: The first little nugget. Um, And so, yeah, so that's, that's the graph I was talking about. This next heading is the Lord guides me through small and simple means. This is what I was kind of trying to introduce earlier at the beginning. Um, when when they went into the wilderness they didn't have a lot to go off of as far as like where they were heading um their exact positioning there wasn't like gps's back in the day well back in the day um but the lord did have tools or they using like star charts yeah, and stuff yeah. but
1: who knows what lehi did for a profession we don't really have any insight into that maybe he was a mathematician or something mm-hmm. but the odds of him being
0: a sailor are pretty low because <laughs> he lived in jerusalem yeah. And though they were a wealthy family, they didn't, yeah, we don't know their whole background, unfortunately. And so uh, the Lord actually ended up giving Lehi the Leahona, which is fun for two reasons. One, um, this was their answer to that exact problem right there. Like they'll be able to, once they figured out how it worked, which was according to their faith, they were able to find out that it'll actually point them to whichever direction the Lord wants them to go without fail. Um, The second reason why it's kind of a good thing is because it's our logo. (laughs) And we're hoping that, um, like the Liahona, if you, um, well, like the way the Liahona works, if like you heed, come follow me, or if you heed the Lord's teachings, it'll kind of help you. Well, it'll help point you on the right path. Um, Our hopes with the podcast was to like help keep you on that right path sort of sort of thing and there's the thing that i always go back to which is called like the Leahona principle which i like talking about in multiple um instances in the scripture where if we do decide to become slothful and you know not adhere to the lord's teachings or just kind of forget about the lord's hand and um are are prospering then he he's very ready to take that away from us and show us just how much we need them, and show us just how much um, we can amount to when we're left on our own devices which unfortunately isn't a lot Um, although when we're led by the spirit like we can like like last week uh, with the whole Christopher Columbus thing like you can see that we can do massive expeditions or like massive tracks and discover all sorts of crazy, crazy things when the spirit is actually involved. And uh, I think that's a cool little callback, actually, now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. And
1: the lesson is really interesting here. It points out the fact that, um, you know, Lehi was he was a visionary man. He was receiving direction from Heavenly Father um, over and over. And he's having these visions and dreams and he knows what God wants him to do and he's following that on like a a day-to-day vision-to-vision basis I'm assuming um, and then one day he wakes up and there's a Leahona. it says he beheld upon the ground a round ball of a curious workmanship and it was a fine brass and you know Lehi didn't see this coming sometimes we don't see the way that the Lord works like we can't predict that we can't see that coming um, it's not like Lehi is like going to bed. He's like, "Who? Santa's coming tomorrow. I'm going to have a gift. No, like he went to bed. Who knows what he's expecting? You know, taking everything day by day, following inspiration, following the, the whisperings of the spirit, telling him where to go. And now they have this whole new device and it works similar to, I mean, revelation, right? Cause revelation works similarly to the Leona where you're obedient, you can follow and heed the promptings of the spirit, whereas when you're disobedient, you won't be able to listen to the Holy Ghost as much. So it's very similar, mm-hmm. but then suddenly he has this physical, tangible thing that does the same thing, and it it helps reinforce the principle to like children when we're teaching this, but I think that it also, like the Lord probably had in mind that it was there to be more tangible for Laman and Lemuel and help them see when we listen and are obedient to the commandments, this thing works. When we're disobedient, this thing doesn't work. And they even recognize it later on. It's it's way easier to understand when you have that physical thing in front of you, like the Leahona for Laman and Lemuel. I mean, they still didn't end up getting it, getting it. But I think that might have been one of the reasons why the Lord gave it to them. You know, like yeah, they have their moments help them see physically. Hey. We don't know where to go now because we started partying on the ship. We were having too good of a time. We forgot the ways of the Lord. We tied up a brother. Leahona doesn't work. We yeah, should probably we the
0: last one in the side. Yeah, exactly. We tied up our brother. Not really the cost, but we tied up our brother. <laughs> um well, so I actually while you were saying all that, I was kinda thinking, like, this is gonna be like a a little bit of a plug for the podcast again, but I want everyone to try to follow along with where I'm going here and you tell me what you think. So in the verse, First um, Nephi 16, verse 29, uh, it goes to talk about what the liahona was, but this is why I want to read it. So it says, And there was also written upon them a new writing, which was plain to be read, which did give us understanding concerning the ways of the Lord. And it was written and changed from time to time, according to the faith and diligence which we gave unto it. It and thus we see that by small means the Lord can bring about great things. And so things that stuck out to me in the Spurs while I was thinking about uh, what you were just saying was um, which to give us understanding concerning the ways of the Lord. And it was written and changed from time to time. So um, will that end the plain things? And so I like the fact that from time to time, so like every time they'd look back at it, it was like there was something different written there that was still going to the same place. Mm -hmm. more or less like it was still all leading up to the promised land but it was like different instructions or it could have very well been like head west still and still said head west but like you know in a different way or a different pattern and that's very much like how we read the scriptures or we go through any form of um revelations from prophets or any any good work put on through the spirit or that's motivated by the spirit like i know um from sometimes helping Um, clip some of the scenes or some of the uh, audio from the podcast that like I'll go back and listen to us and I'll pull something completely different from what we're saying than what I think we were getting at uh, during the time of recording Mm -hmm. and I think that's very similar to you know when you go to scriptures you read the scripture uh, you know you find your favorite scripture verse and then you think you've read it a thousand times you read it a thousand first time a thousand and first time and then you realize oh shoot this means you know something completely different that i never even thought of before and i think that's really really cool that even with just a compass like a small plane thing it was able to do all that like it can still enlighten you every time you go back to it right
1: like every time you're reading through your patriarchal blessing or whatever you open it Mm -hmm. up and you just it says the same thing or like you're praying for an answer for something you read a verse and you're like oh i feel like this is my answer, you keep studying, you see that trend happen again and again in verses that you'd never heard or seen that in before, or you're praying, yeah. you're fasting, right? It, it's all telling you head west or whatever the Liahona was saying, but it was saying it in different yeah. ways. That's a cool insight. And it actually transitions perfectly into the next title, um, which is I can liken all scriptures unto myself. Nice. I didn't even mean that. So what happens
0: when you follow the Liahona, man. Yes. That's like, well, you know, here's the the spirit taking us on our way. This is just leading us right through this episode. Holy. I can feel it, dude. (laughs) Um, Okay. So again, I can liken all scriptures to myself. Uh, Before we started recording, Caden and I were talking a little bit about how we should um, share these verses here. One, because yeah, they're just like excellent verses, but they also just make a lot of sense in any day and age. And especially like For those who are reading the Book of Mormon for the first time, um, if you liken some of the stories um, that are happening to the people in the Book of Mormon or even some of the lessons given um, to your own uh, life or even to your own situations, you'll, you'll find more than a few parallels. And you'll find that this really was written not for them, but for you. Like not for us nowadays. And like it's insane how many times I'll catch myself going like, Wow, like how how could they know? How could they know? And the answer is the Lord. But that's it doesn't help me from be well it doesn't stop me from being like um just blown away. Right. And Nephi kinda and teaches it's... us how to like use that principle in our
1: lives. I'll read the verses. It's um okay. first Nephi chapter nineteen, verses twenty three and twenty four. He says, And I did read many things unto them which were written in the books of Moses, them being his family, Laman and Lemuel. Um, but that I might fully, sorry, but that I might more fully persuade them to believe in the Lord, their Redeemer. I did read unto them that which was written by the prophet Isaiah, for I did liken all scriptures unto us that it might be for our profit and learning. Um, so Nephi's reading the scriptures and he's like applying it just like we do in our Sunday school lessons, just like we should be doing in our personal scripture studies. And, um, when we're, when we're seeking an answer to prayer or, you know, anything that we're, we're studying specifically, like sometimes you study by topic, um, you're able to more fully benefit from your scripture studies when you liken it to yourself instead of just like
0: reading to read. Right. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I, I think that's excellent. Like I, I don't, I don't see how anyone could like read some of the verses in the following chapters and then not think like, when was the time, you know, I had this exact same sort of experience where like, people weren't listening to me, I was trying to tell them what I knew was right, they weren't listening. And then they came back to me and said like, holy, yeah, you were right. And then everything immediately like did a 180 again. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know that's kind of like a very specific (laughs) instance. But I'm sure there's still instances where that's happened. Um maybe you guys could even write in and tell us. Um and then twenty-four. Did you already read twenty-four? I forget. No. No, so I'll go ahead and read that. So wherefore I spake unto them saying, Hear ye the words of the prophet, ye who are a remnant of the house of Israel, a branch who have been broken off, hear ye the words of the prophet which were written unto all the house of Israel and liken them unto yourselves, that ye may have hope as well as your brethren from whom ye have been broken off. For after this manner has a prophet written. So um, the next heading talks a little bit about like the house of Israel and who are the house of Israel and like what is the house of Israel sort of thing. And so that's where this scripture will become more important. But it just goes to show why Nephi was reading Isaiah to um, Laman and Lemuel because of this verse right here. He was saying like. You know, this, it was written unto them, but you've been broken from them, and then we can apply these to you as well. Yeah, I like the last line of that verse.
1: Like them unto yourselves, that you may have hope as well as your brethren. For after this manner has the prophet written. He's literally answering the question that you were asking kind of rhetorically early, earlier. Um, you're like, how does he know? Like, how do these people know what I need to hear right now? The prophet has written scriptures in a way so that we can liken them unto ourselves Mm -hmm. so that we have that like way to personally um, attribute them to our struggles and the questions that we've got going on right now so we can interpret them. And through prayer and fasting and, you know, study, the Lord can speak to us to make those verses have more meaning. It's cool that it says for after this
0: manner has the prophet written like they were literally written with that intention. Mm hmm. And so, uh, with that being said, I don't know if I want to go fully into so, cause, uh, the next heading here is like, who are the house of Israel and the Gentiles? Um, I don't know if I want to try to sparks notes that because I think it is important that, um, people know, know what all went on there, like who Jacob was and like who all of his sons were and how the houses were. And so like, you can read more about that, <laughs> um, not so much in the Book of Mormon, but it's definitely like a Bible study to be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's an important study. It's in the Old Testament. It's, I think they've even listed it here. It's in Genesis. Um, but basically, uh, we're all descendants, right? So it says that being it says said, in the Bible
1: dictionary under Israel, um, calling all of us the, the descendants of Israel, the house of Israel. Um, it says... That the, the name Israel is used in three ways. It's used as the man Jacob, like Israel himself. It's used um, to denote the literal descendants of Jacob, his children, grandchildren, etc. But then it also, anybody who is a true believer of Christ, regardless of their lineage or geographical location. So when Defy's talking in that verse, when he says that you've been broken off from um, the house of Israel... Basically, he's saying you might not have been Christian your whole life. You might have just found Christianity or, you know, you might feel a little bit secluded because you're an individual. But because you have the word of God, because you're studying, because you're seeking out um, like gospel learning kind of thing, you are now a part of the house of Israel. You're a branch that was broken off, but you're being grafted back in kind of thing. hmm
0: I like the word grafted.
1: So even though you're not literally a descendant of Israel, that doesn't matter. It's just a, a, a manner of
0: speaking, saying that you are a, a follower mm-hmm. of Christ. And once you start to follow Christ, and like, especially why, like the reason why I like the word grafted is because at first you can definitely tell like, hey, this branch didn't belong initially. Over time, there's like it, as I guess, if you were to think of like an actual tree, that you graft a branch onto, Like over time, you wouldn't be able to recognize that branch wasn't there from the beginning. Um, and that's very much like followers of Christ. Um, your testimony kind of goes far beyond the experiences that you have as a member of the church. Like if you gain a testimony, it's, it's very easy to see you as uh, one of the elect, no problem, whether you're, you know, a day old in the church or like... Um, You've been a member for years and years like that's what this is saying is like the followers of christ i like i like that we talked about the bible dictionary definition of israel that's cool um it also tells us to look up the bible dictionary of gentile
1: um which just i totally forgot about this but on my mission um when they translated the book of mormon they just translated gentile to gentile which is nice or gentle or kind and so when we're reading with, like, investigators and stuff, and it'd be like, woe unto the Gentiles for, you know, they shall be lost and never find God. It was so hard to... So I read the the Bible dictionary definition many times to investigators just because they're like, yeah, that all sounded really great. I do have a question, though. Why are the nice people yeah, like, That going doesn't to help? make sense. like, okay. <laughs> In English, Gentile doesn't mean the same thing. So we'll read the the verse, the Bible Dictionary verse definition, and then we can kind of apply it. I just forgot about that. It was funny
0: seeing that again. Well, that and just goes to back. show you, like, if if a book like the Book of Mormon can be inspired to be translated into, you know, different languages, and, like, mistakes can still be made there, so that's not easy for people to understand, but things like the Bible Dictionary and stuff exist, like, it goes to show, like, the Lord wants everyone to be able to understand like, i
1: don't even know if the the translation was a mistake necessarily it's just that the word that it translates to in french has changed meanings over the years right like back in the day it might have meant oh, fair one enough. thing but now it doesn't have that now other people use it differently
0: yeah i could totally see that i think there's words in uh tagalog that are the same i, I don't want to waste time thinking about any but like i could i could totally see that because
1: here it just says that the gentiles is anybody who doesn't yet have the gospel it's not saying that they're bad or lesser or anything it's just people that we as the house of israel have to reach out to gather to teach to to help come back into the 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 house of israel
0: to be grafted Mm -hmm. in i just love the word grafted (laughs) it's like it's good i think it stems from a book later on in the book of mormon but um okay so we we're gonna try to keep it short anyways but uh there's a couple more things there's um like I want to talk about a few of the experiences Nephi had going through like this isn't necessarily the what the the uh lesson goes into crazily cuz it it asks you to kind of do it in that chart that we were talking about earlier but like some of the stories that draw certain parallels to each other and then some of the things that we could like liken unto ourselves um where there's a story here where Nephi breaks his bow and that was like one of the main uh, sources of how they would get their food to eat. F- you need food to eat, especially when you're traveling um, around. And Nephi had the sickest
1: bow and the rest of, out of all of his siblings.
0: Yeah, it was also a really cool bow. So that's, that's another thing to be upset about. But the Lord was still able to provide a way for them to become creative or for, for Nephi at least to become creative and also figure out where he should go to hunt. Um, with his makeshift bow um and that's that's just cool because it, it goes to show like even when other people are relying on us and that thing they were initially relying on um, doesn't pan out as well if we kind of keep on trucking kind of keep on trying to do that uh, thing that the Lord has asked or trying to provide I guess is what I want to say provide the Lord will find a way to do it uh, for us as long as we're willing to um humble ourselves before him and recognize that, hey, like, yeah, I can't do this without your help. He does it again when he's commanded to build a ship. Um, We've heard it time and time and time and time and time again. But it's like, oh, where did, what did Nephi do first? Like, did he just go, okay, yeah, I'll build a ship? Or did he say, um, like, I can't build a ship. I I don't know how to build a ship. And the answer is always, yeah, he prayed where he could find tools to build the ship. And, like, that's one of the reasons why everyone loves Nephi is because of his, um, enthusiasm <laughs> for the Lord's commandments, I guess.
1: Um well, and then if we even like compare Nephi's attitude to Laman and Lemuel's, like when Nephi's bow breaks for example, um like how does Nephi handle it versus how does Laman and Lemuel? And in the family home evening section, it tells us to kind of think about that a little bit more to imagine if Laman and Lemuel had written their own set of scriptures and how their attitude would have been. It's like, oh, we were out hunting and then Nephi flipping broke his bow and then we had no food. Whereas Nephi's account is like, my bow broke, my brothers were mad, I prayed, I was led to animals, and I was able to hunt them in a different way. Unfortunate, Mm -hmm. yes, not the end of the world. There was a solution because I stepped back and I prayed and I sought the counsel of the Lord, right? But if we contrast that and like think about how Laman and Lemuel might have seen it, kind of helps you think about how how much different the Book of Mormon would have been had they written it (laughs) true and kind of how can we learn from Nephi's perspective having a faithful faithful perspective kind of what you were just getting at there Bray
0: yeah like it's it's like the faithful perspective but even like if you consider like what happens on the boat where uh, Nephi's like tied up and stuff I was thinking about this earlier today like there are so many other people on that boat at this point. Like it's not just um, Laman, Lemuel, Sam, Nephi, Lehi, Sariah, um, his their two brothers, and Ishmael's family and all their wives. Like there's there's people that like it's it's there's people there. You just it's, named a lot of people. I honestly. did. I did. I just realized I was like, oh shoot, I'm probably running out of people. <laughs> like, but that, that is most of the people. That is most of the people. But, but I don't, that's a lot of people. I don't know. What getting yeah, at. I don't know all the wives' names. I don't know. um, all of, because Ishmael had sons, I believe, like, I, I just, um, like, there's a lot of people there who, at any point during, like, the storms could have, like, loosened the bind, the binds on Nephi, because I know, like, Laman and Lemuel were, I guess, maybe they were guarding Nephi as he was outside, but when the, the way the, sh- the video is shot, like, they're taking on water, like, the waves are crazy, um, you know, you got Sam, you got Jacob, like, they, they're, they're good kids and i feel like had the lord wanted them to he would have impressed it upon them that like hey they need to free nephi but the lesson wasn't to just free nephi the lesson was for Laman and lemuel to learn so like here's all right. these other people perishing it even got to the point like i believe the main reason why Laman and lemuel ended up um humbling themselves is because their parents ended up getting sick and so it just went to show like you want to know what like maybe Laman and lemuel they they were like not nearly as afraid of themselves dying but the danger they're putting everyone else in they kind of realize because mm-hmm. they've always kind of been power hungry at this point um and it just kind of goes to show like the lord needed them to come to him again and he's gonna need them to come to him again and again and again it's a lesson they learn but don't learn learn but don't learn but like it just goes right, to show, it's like, like the whole fine. point of being on earth right mm-hmm.
1: it's not to live a perfect life i mean ideally yes but No, the purpose of being here is to learn, and you can't learn if you never have contention, you never have difficulties, right? Even though these difficulties were created by Laman and Lemuel, the Lord was, I think you're right, like preparing a a way for them to step back and
0: and learn another lesson, right? Yeah, like you don't pervert the ways of the Lord, and, and, and that just goes to show, like I know for a fact Nephi was beloved by Sam and his younger brothers, like you know this. So, like, if I think I... If I was in the same position, I feel like I would have probably tried to help my brother out. Like, I would have been like, wondering what like yeah, this is ludicrous. Like, I'm going to free you. But, like... I mean,
1: Nephi had a wife, man. Yeah, She was like, probably exactly. fighting
0: to free him, too. Well, I think she was sick as well. Yeah. um I feel like I remember. Like, there's loads of people getting sick. But, like, I just remember... Yeah, exactly. But that's the same thing. Like, the wife would have been fighting, too. And so, like, Layman and Lemuel could have had guards or, or whatever. They had, like, a little time. Like, I'm just trying to think about how... Many ways they could have perverted the Lord's um, m- meanings or like the Lord's lesson here, but the Lord still had to go on and just how like obedient Nephi was because like Nephi knew like at the end of the. Let me just see. Let's get some verses out here. Now that I'm talking talking about it, it's chapter eighteen that it all happens. Chapter eighteen, um, I think it's verses like nineteen to twenty two or something. But we uh, let me just skim through. So also jo- Jacob and Joseph also being young, having need of much nourishment, were grieved because of their afflictions of their mother and my wife with, their, with her tears and prayers and also my children did not soften. So again, there's children involved, like there's loads of people here, um, did not soften the, the hearts of my brethren. So they were trying, I guess, um, that they would uh, loose my bonds.
1: And th- Well, and it even says, nevertheless, I did look unto my God and I did praise him all the day long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like nephi's there he knows what's going on yeah so he, exactly obviously his wrists were swollen he was sore he was hurting the the ship was gonna be t- tossed like it was about it was about to go down and there nephi is just praising the lord just in his corner just waiting you know all right i'm ready for this
0: lesson to be done <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: um not murmuring
0: yeah nevertheless and i did praise him all day yeah that's so true like he knew that's just what i guess i'm trying to get at here is like he knew he needed to be on that post tied up for three four days for his brothers to learn that lesson and it was worth it to him Mm -hmm. which is crazy to think about like that's that's the kind of like right from the very beginning of the year when we started the episodes about the book of mormon caden like you were saying how it's kind of hard to relate to nephi because of how like good the guy is like how perfect the dude is to degrees and like he doesn't see himself as perfect and obviously he's not perfect but he's just that spiritual of a giant like he's just that giant of a role model to everyone um and i think that's kind of a cool way to go about it so i recommend watching the video and just thinking about it yourself like would you consider the lesson in the trial before you try perverting the ways of the lord or would you try to just go along with what the lord is intended and just try to have faith
1: and i'd praise him all the day long what more can i say
0: yeah so i think with that one everyone i think that's gonna bring us to the the very end of the episode here as i don't i don't have much else to to say other than i'm, I'm enjoying like actually uh a quick follow-up i guess did you because keaton said he wasn't reading um have you been reading then the book of mormon are we doing that come follow me challenge
1: oh i've been reading the book of mormon i okay. am actually i had started i think maybe in early december or late november do you remember i said on the podcast that i just finished the book of mormon so i'm a little bit ahead right now so right, i'm not right. reading at the same time but i'm gonna try to stay ahead of the lesson
0: yeah, I don't read too far ahead. I think, uh, like, I'm just outpacing the lessons right now. But that's just because, like, I, uh, I should find more time to read. But, like, I have been reading, so it, it blew my mind that Keaton said, he's like, yeah, I haven't been reading. Because I thought that's how you're supposed to do it. <laughs> that's just always I mean, you been. are. It, it even tells you multiple times. It's like, as you read these chapters, ponder yeah. this. Mm-hmm. So, that's fun. We'll just make fun of him as he's not here so he can't defend himself. But uh um, <laughs>
1: that's what happens when you abandon us.
0: Yeah. For family. Ugh, we're kidding. But uh yeah, again, we encourage everyone to try to do the same thing, like just try to keep up with your Book of Mormon reading. It is it's like this it's like how they say the book is more important than the movie, right? Um, the Book of Mormon is more important than the book about the Book of Mormon.
1: <laughs> yep. You know. And it's definitely more important than the podcast about
0: the yeah. book about the Book of Mormon. But that being said, if you're listening, if if the d- decision is to either read the Book of Mormon or to listen to the podcast while you're driving. Read the Book of Mormon. Probably listen to the podcast while Do you're driving. Do not say <laughs> that. I knew you were going to say that. Well, what? If you're driving. I mean, maybe I guess you could listen.
1: You can listen to the Book of Mormon while you're driving.
0: Oh, yeah, you totally could. You can just get the transcribe. Or sorry, like the The Gospel uh, Library audio. app. Oh, but that's so hard to listen to. The voice? The author. If you really
1: dude, if you really wanted
0: the spiritual true. edification, you'd that's find true. it. You'd find uh, Elder Scott's version of him reading the Book of Mormon. Does that exist? Yeah, don't you? he had like a conference address where he said like before he passed away, like he, he made it his goal to make like a recording of his voice reading the Book of Mormon so that his family could listen to it. That would be awesome. Right, what I'm, a, I'm gonna go on the hunt. Yeah, what a grand I'll let you problem. know next I'd, week. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's public, if if it's available to the public, but I think uh, it's it's out there for sure. You could definitely find the talk about it. Um, but yeah, sorry, sorry for going off a topic here. If you guys are still listening, and we, uh, we say love these you things, all. <laughs> we love you all. Uh, are thank you, you Spencer up? Rolfson
1: at the Lucky Bandit. Uh check him out he's on most major music platforms uh he made our intro and outro in case you never heard that um he's awesome
0: Hmm. thanks spence
1: give Just- us a like give us a follow instagram twitter facebook um drop us an email give us a call if you really want i'm sure you can figure out how to reach us yeah we're um, we'd love some idea. feedback and we appreciate your listening mm-hmm.
0: I was going to say we're thinking of starting a TikTok profile. We're not. <laughs> we're not. We're definitely not. not. I'm going to veto that. <laughs> okay. See everyone. Bye.